Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. And we magnify your great name. We thank you for all that you do, which is everything. We lift up the listeners of this podcast and we pray for peace in Israel. We pray the blood of Jesus over psoriasis. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of the captain of salvation, Jesus Christ. Amen. We conclude our series on symbols in the Bible and their meaning with part 10. The false prophet is the ultimate symbol of apostate Protestantism. The false prophet will form the unholy trinity with Satan and the Antichrist. He will seem likable, perform miracles, and consolidate power. And his number is 666. Revelation chapter 13 verses 1 through 10 talks about the rise of the second beast, the false prophet. But listen to verses 13 and 14 from Revelation chapter 13. It says, He performs great signs that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of man. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. My friends, this could be a religious power gone corrupt. Throughout history, religion has joined political power to form an unholy alliance. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 24, that in the last days, false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, if that was possible. In Revelation chapter 16, verses 13 and 14, it declares, And I saw unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are spirits of demons, performing signs, which go out to the kings of the earth, and of the whole earth, to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Folks, the current events in Israel have caused many to speculate that the end of the world is near. However, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 6, that you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Friends, Jesus is telling us to look for the signs and be prepared for his return. There are many other things that must take place. The jar or vessel is a symbol for a person. In Jeremiah chapter 18 verses 1 through 4, God tells Jeremiah to go to the potter's house. The potter made a clay jar, but it had a defect. So the potter remade the jar. My brothers and sisters... God's people are but clay to him, and he is able to remake us despite our defects. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 teaches, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, 
that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. My comrades for Christ, the treasure that we possess is the light of Jesus Christ on the inside. If you have the light, it will show. Famine is a symbol for the scarcity of truth. Amos chapter 8 verse 11 teaches, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. My friends, we may eat and drink to our satisfaction, but if the spirit man is not fed, he becomes spiritually weak. I encourage you to read God's word on a daily basis, then when things get tough, you have a solid foundation to lean on. Fornication symbolizes the illicit connection between the church and the world. Listen to what Ezekiel says about Jerusalem in Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 15, and verse 26. But you trusted in your own beauty, played the harlot because of your fame, and poured out your harlotry on everyone passing by who would have it. Verse 26 continues, You have also committed harlotry with the Egyptians, your very fleshly neighbors, and increased your acts of harlotry to provoke me to anger. My brothers and sisters in Christ, Israel was acting like an adulterous wife, engaging in prostitution with the Egyptians, the Assyrians, and the Babylonians. Israel had adopted the practices of her neighbors, including child sacrifice and idol worship. James chapter 4 verse 4 proclaims, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Folks, when a person claims to trust God, yet lives according to their own desires, James calls them adulterous. We cannot live for God and live for the world at the same time. And if we do, we become enemies of God. Garments symbolize the covering of righteousness. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 10 declares, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, as a bride decks herself with jewels. Isaiah 52 verse 1 proclaims, Awake, awake! Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. Genesis chapter 35 verse 2 says, And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods, that are among you. Purify yourselves and change your garments. My friends, God wants us to know that we can trust him to cover us in his righteousness, not our own righteousness. Jesus is the morning star as taught in Revelation chapter 22, verse 16. It says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Folks, Jesus' title as the bright and morning star is a fulfillment of Balaam's prophecy in Numbers chapter 24, verse 17. The wrath of God is symbolized 
in the seven last plagues found in Revelation chapter 15, verse 1. It reads, Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having seven last plagues, for in them the wrath of God is complete. Folks, the end is near for the Antichrist and his followers, as this group will not and never will repent. Up to this point, salvation was still available, but now it's too late. Israel symbolizes the true followers of Christ. My friends, the nation of ancient Israel believed that since they were God's chosen people, they could do whatever they pleased, and they would be the only people saved. Listen to what Galatians chapter 3 verses 26 through 28 says. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Now folks, I have to stop right there. The word says that you, and that means you listening, are all, and all means all, sons of God. That means we are part of the heavenly family of God. Now that's a praise moment. Verse 27 continues, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. My friends, when we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, we all become equal. We are all the same in the eyes of God. Verse 29 finishes with, And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. My friends, what was the promise? It's found in Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. And God said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. My brothers and sisters in Christ, this promise is not only for the house of Israel, it is also for those who have been adopted into the family. That's you, and that's me, based only on faith in Jesus Christ. New Jerusalem is the holy city of heaven, as described in Revelation chapter 3, verse 12, and chapter 21, verse 2. Revelation chapter 3, verse 12 says, He who overcomes... I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. My brothers and sisters, in this verse, believers will be part of the temple of God, a pillar. But in Revelation 21 verse 22, it says, there is no temple. So, how can you have both? The answer the entirety of heaven is God's temple, his dwelling place, and we have been promised to be part of his dwelling place. We belong to him forever, as we will be citizens of heaven, the new Jerusalem, with our names written in heaven. Revelation 21 verse 2 declares, Then I, John, saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. Friends, a bride is made beautiful on her wedding day, and Jesus has been preparing the holy city of New Jerusalem for over 2,000 years. John uses language that we can comprehend, but it would be more glorious than words can describe. 
Will you come and be part of the family of God? Jesus is waiting on you to put your trust in him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for making heaven a prepared place for prepared people. We pray that you send Jesus back to claim his church soon. We pray for those who will give their lives to you through faith in your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you gave your life to Christ, email me at hello at greatministries.org and I will give you next steps. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church, send your prayer request, your praise reports, and your comments to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.